Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. This month, we'll discuss two articles over two short episodes from the recent issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. The first episode will report the health-related quality of life among former women's soccer players. For the second episode, we will discuss the confidence and knowledge of athletic trainers treating patients with patellofemoral pain. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. The title of the first article is, Prior Injury, Health-Related Quality of Life, Disablement, and Physical Activity in Former Women's Soccer Players, authored by Dr. Shannon Cross and colleagues from California State University and the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Let's survey the scene. Although sport participation brings numerous health benefits, there is growing evidence indicating that former collegiate athletes are at risk of developing negative health outcomes, such as decreased health-related quality of life, a measure of health domains including physical, mental, and social components, and declined physical activity. It appears that injury history may be a key component linked to the reported negative health outcomes. Disablement or the inability to perform activities that are important to the individual, often is the result of a prior injury sustained while participating in sport. Physical activity and health-related quality of life are strongly connected, where when physical activity increases, health-reported quality of life also improves. However, injury may have both short and long-term consequences, whereas prolonged impairments such as pain, stiffness, and functional limitations impede physical activity thus also impacting health-related quality of life. To further fuel this continuum, injuries to the joint, such as to the ankle or knee, dramatically increases the likelihood of developing osteoarthritis within that respective joint, thus further exacerbating the declines in physical activity and health-related quality of life. Previous research has shown that negative health outcomes of former collegiate athletes are related to their sport experiences and history of injury. With that said, each sport includes unique experiences and injury risks. Soccer is one of the most popular sports within the United States, but also has one of the highest injury rates. In fact, women's soccer had the highest injury rate among NCAA women's sports and the second overall highest rate across all sports. Given that collegiate soccer is the pinnacle of most soccer players' athletic careers, it is important to know how participating in a sport with a relatively high risk of injury impacts future health outcomes. Furthermore, many of the previous studies included disproportionate rate of male athletes. Therefore, the purpose of this study was to assess the current perceived health of former Division I collegiate women's soccer players. This study examined the role of prior sport injury in the health and physical activity behaviors of these former athletes. The authors used a cross-section design in which they recruited former Division I women's soccer players to complete an online survey consisting of numerous questionnaires, including ones to capture general demographic information and injury history, as well as to quantify health-related quality of life, disablement, physical activity, perception of their ability to participate in sport, and perception of their overall general health. Here are the results. 382 participants who no longer play elite competitive soccer between the ages of 22 and 59 years participated. On average, participants were 10 years removed from their collegiate career. Two-thirds of the respondents reported still being involved in soccer through recreational leagues and or coaching. 
the remaining one-third of participants no longer involved playing soccer in any capacity. Of these individuals, 24% stated that stopping their participation in soccer was due to injury. Specific to the primary outcomes of interest, and starting with injury history, 68% of participants reported sustaining a severe injury, with the knee and ankle being the most commonly reported joint. Severe injury predicted worse physical health-related quality of life and worse physical disablement. However, severe injury did not predict mental health-related quality of life, mental disablement, or physical activity. 82% of the participants rated their overall health as very good or excellent. However, 60% did identify at least one area of concern with joint health at 39% and mental health at 18% being the most often cited. Of the respondents who reported a severe injury, 28% reported that their prior injury limited or hindered their ability to engage in recreational activities, sports, or other forms of physical activity. Overall, this study found that 68% of former Division I female soccer players reported a severe soccer-related injury, whereas having a previous severe injury predicted worse physical health-related quality of life and greater physical disablement. It is important to note that despite the link between severe injury and physical health outcomes, most participants rated their general health as very good or excellent. Also, the mean health-related quality of life scores were somewhat similar and a little bit higher than the general population normative values, but were lower than their uninjured peer former Division I soccer players. Therefore, clinicians should recognize that declines in health outcomes of former athletes may be population-specific and only identified if the values are being compared to normative values of a peer cohort rather than the general population. In summary, given the long-term consequences of sport injury, clinicians could, should continue to develop programs to mitigate injury risk as well as implement quality rehabilitation and re return to sport strategies in the event of an injury. Athletes should be educated on the long-term consequences of injuries and provided strategies to offset the typical impairments that accompany injury in order to preserve joint health and promote lifelong physical activity. Well, that's it for today's JT Cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for our next JAT cast episode. Mm -hmm.